I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. Philippine lawmakers not spared in the massive corruption investigation ordered by President Rodrigo Duterte. The president on Tuesday ordered the Justice Department to create a mega task force to probe such allegations in the entire government. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque said the order also covers the Senate and the House of Representatives. Senate President Vicente Soto III welcomes the move, saying the DOJ can work together with the Office of the Ombudsman. Senator Franklin Drillon agrees, saying no government official or legislator is above the law. But he points out the DOJ alone cannot file cases under the Anti-Graft and Corrupt Practices Act before the Sandigan Bayan, as that power rests with the ombudsman. Senator Joel Villanueva, on the other hand, points out the DOJ task force may be redundant, since investigating public officials is already the job of the ombudsman. Well, Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara said it himself, it's going to be his toughest assignment yet, as the president asked him to probe corruption in the entire government, including both houses of Congress. This happening in the last two years of this administration. But here's the thing. Isn't there an entire office dedicated to this? It's called the Office of the Ombudsman. Add to that, there's also the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. So why is there a need? Senator Risa Ontiveros is confident Justice Secretary Minato Guevara can lead the task force, which will investigate corruption in government. Ontiveros says Filipinos have an ally in Guevara, citing his cooperation in the Senate's probe into the so-called Bastillas bribery scheme at the Philippine Immigration Bureau. I guess um, if there are extraordinary circumstances, kaya siguro naiisip ni Presidente o ng mga dating administrasyon magkaroon ng ganitong mga task force. Oh, we have to ask, bakit ba tayo umabot sa ganitong extraordinary circumstance in the first place na four years on, napapako pa rin uh, in larger part than lesser yung pangako ng anti-corruption at kailangan pang uh, magkaroon itong mga task force. On Tuesday, the ombudsman announced the imposition of a six-month preventive suspension on 44 immigration officials and personnel involved in the scam. The Philippine Bureau of Immigration has ordered nearly 3,000 Chinese nationals to leave the country after their 30-day visas lapsed. More than half of them are also blacklisted for failing to present sufficient basis for their stay. But the Immigration Bureau said... Others had valid reasons for overstaying, including canceled flights because of the pandemic. The country's visa upon arrival program for Chinese nationals was implemented three years ago to attract more tourists. Lawmakers are also scrutinizing the special visas over national security concerns and illegal employment of Chinese nationals in online casinos. The program remains suspended amid the pandemic. Philippine Interior Secretary Eduardo Año advises the military to present in court what they know about the local communist movement instead of mouthing off information in public. But Año says it's also not fair to impose a gag order on Lieutenant General Antonio Parlade Jr., the spokesman of the National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict. Parlade recently drew criticisms for red-baiting actresses Liza Soberano and Angel Oxin, as well as Miss Universe 2018 Catriona Gray. I think the best way here is really to 
go go in court and then file charges. But you know, uh, you cannot really avoid these uh, healthy debates in the public. Giving a gag order to Chair Parladi is not fair also because he's a very effective communicator and a uh, very good AP officer. He has to discern uh, between being speaking personally out of his experience and as a spokesman of the National Task Force. Katrina Gray says Parlade already sent her a formal letter apologizing for dragging her name into the issue. Moving forward, she hopes the military official will find a more appropriate medium to relay his concerns. I think it's a big learning curve for all of us that um, really if there is an intention to protect, it should be done in a certain way because I feel like the way that it was done did not achieve what he intended to do, as he says he intended to do, which was to warn, it actually caused a lot of concern. Um, so I hope that going forward, um, if there were any warnings to give or advice to give, it would be done in the proper mean means, which I feel is to contact directly mm. to the group or the individual to let your concerns be known in that yeah. way. A lawmaker says the relentless and unfounded red tagging of several legislators and celebrities is reason enough for the Supreme Court to issue a temporary restraining order against the anti-terrorism law. Albay Representative Ed Selegman said the enactment of the controversial law has emboldened military officials like Lieutenant General Antonio Parlade to label activist lawmakers as terrorists. There are 37 petitions challenging the constitutionality of the anti-terrorism law filed before the Supreme Court. The Philippine Red Cross has resumed its COVID-19 testing services, Red Cross Chairman Richard Gordon said. Testing at the Ninoy Aquino International Airport restarted Tuesday night, while their other testing laboratories would reopen today, October 28th. This comes after state insurer PhilHealth paid half of its 1.1 billion peso debt to the Red Cross nearly two weeks after the humanitarian organization suspended its testing services. But Gordon warned they would stop their testing program again if PhilHealth payers make that fails to pay for the new tests. Gordon says PhilHealth still owes 600 million pesos, which it needs to pay within three days. Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr. vows a severe response to the maltreatment of a household worker by the Philippine ambassador to Brazil. In a series of tweets, Loxin said the agency will be firm in handing the appropriate sanctions and charges on Ambassador Marichu Mauro if the results of the investigation necessitate it. Loxin added the DFA will not tolerate any action that goes against the protection of overseas Filipino workers. Mauro was shown in the CCTV footage obtained by Brazil's Globo News assaulting her, her helper rather, multiple times. She was seen pulling her ear, slapping her, and even hitting her with an umbrella. In sports, the Los Angeles Dodgers end their 32-year title drought. The Dodgers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 3-1 in Game 6 to capture the World Series four games to two. L.A. got a superb effort from their bullpen with six relievers combining for an eight-inning shutout. 
The Rays were actually ahead 1-0 in the sixth inning when their manager Kevin Cash inexplicably pulled starter Blake Snell, who had struck out nine batters. The move, or that move, allowed the Dodgers to take the lead. It's the seventh major league championship for the Dodgers, who gave Los Angeles another reason to celebrate after the Lakers won the NBA title early this month. Streaming platform Netflix finally releases a first look into a Filipino anime series featuring some of the country's mythological creatures in a modern-day setting. Trece is based on the award-winning Philippine graphic novel that follows the lead character Alexandra as she protects Manila from supernatural threats. Netflix has yet to announce the release date for the series. Back in 2018, it said Trece was one of the 17 Asian productions that would be shown on its streaming platform. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back the interviews, too, on ANC's YouTube channel. Keep safe, everyone, as you keep it here on ANC.